0: So you know, there's always something that's popping in my head to to make it a little different, you know, to take a different way and to create, as I said, t- t- timeless flooring, you know, because we I- I'm not sure if that job's gonna go through, but potentially if the, if she's gonna choose regular regular sand and finish, well, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be flat, you know, new finish, durable, this and that. But if you're gonna hand scrape that seven inch long plank line saw, well. I'll tell you this, it's going to be badass floor.
1: Welcome to this episode of All Things Wood Floor. My guest today, Matt Shishka, Master Company, Chicago, Illinois. Matt hails from the beautiful central European city of Stetsunek, Poland. He is a recent NWFA 40 Under 40 honoree. And if you want to look at some really cool floor work while listening to this podcast, log on to woodfloorbusiness.com. In the search bar, type S Z Y. ZKA or Floormaster Company, and take a look at the creative and impressive work of my guest. He's an awesome young floor pro, and you've heard me say it, and I mean it, floor pros around the world, let's get to it! Larry! See if I get this right. Moin podcast Vita me Welcome to all things with floor was any of that accurate
0: Well that was pretty good yeah that was pretty
1: good <laughs> Well when you use Google translator a 100 times you start to doubt Yeah well it's it, it not always translated correctly Listen uh Shishka... Uh, is from? Am I right? Is it? Is it Stechinek Poland.
0: Stetchynek, yes. Stachinek.
1: Um, a lot of, a lot of ass, a lot of z's. Uh, it is fun. To, I had a really tough time reading it, but the phonetics seem to be pretty good. But you were with a master floor company, and it's Des Plaines, uh Illinois. Some, being from another country, that. How yep. did you? How did you get started in flooring in Poland, or did you come here and get started in flooring?
0: No, no, I I never thought about doing floors to be honest. Uh, I all all learned here, and it just happened like without a reason to be honest. Because I was I was doing pretty much everything after high school. I was renting DVDs, uh, baking burgers, working at um the uh, at this hair salon. So I mean I was doing pretty much everything. You know, a few construction jobs like electrician, painting, this and that. And out of the sudden, I was I was looking for a job and my buddy works for this contractor and they had a pretty, pretty huge project coming up. So they were hiring, you know, um, new young guys to just help, you know, doing all that work. So I just got into it. And after that project, they offered me a full time job. So that's how it started.
1: And that's, so you, that's how you got into the industry. You know, I was looking at some of your website and, and things um, and you're, and you're your, your floor guy install, you say and finish, but you do a lot of custom stuff and we're going to get into that, but your work that you do really has a lot of art design element and creativity to it. It's, it's not your average Harvard floor install.
0: Yes. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's the path I choose to, to, to run my business on and yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll be doing this and more and more and more. Uh, I mean, obviously, as of now, we're doing regular send and finish as well, but because that pays the bills. But, uh, yeah, in the future, near future, I'll I'll try to convert my business to do only custom stuff. But, yeah.
1: Well, that's this is really what I found fascinating about you. You know, on the internet these days, and whether it's, I don't know, YouTube or you're on Instagram, they have hacks. And there's they show people that come up with these amazingly, ridiculously, crazy, great ideas that you'd never think of. And hack is not a good word for it. it, it it's creativity. You're the first floor person I ever saw that went into the average person's home, just a regular two and a quarter, what we call strip floor, red oak, blah, 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 blah. And you looked at it, and I saw the after pictures. I go, oh, he must have ripped that whole floor out. And you put a nice custom carved <laughs> plank floor. It's all stained. And I'm looking closely and I'm like, that's the same floor. You, you decided to recraft yep. the entire floor. People, look at this on wood floor business and look at the video, look at the, the, the photos. You routed false end joints every three boards. You hand scraped it everything. And when you got done, it looked like an entirely different floor. How'd, you, how'd that one pop into your head?
0: Well, uh, actually, I, I saw that when I was attending one of the NWFA training, I believe that was advanced finish, and they showed us this technique. And at that second, I already knew that I'm going to sell this re- very, very easily, because in my area, there's bunch of red oak, strip flooring, two and a quarter, all over. And as of now, because of the modern style, everyone's looking to for for white planks and to kind of imitate a white oak and to have a white oak floor so i knew that it's gonna sell pretty easily in my area because it's gonna save a lot of labor and a lot of money on on the clients and 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 yeah i mean i i build a i build a board a sample board and i'm carrying this sample board to each single my estimate so um yeah that's that's how i do it is is that something
1: that it cost cost the customer a lot more or a, a bit
0: more? Well, well, let's put it that way. Uh, um, so I'll charge my regular fee for sand and finish, but then I'll for regrooving and scraping. I'll well for regrooving. I'll add the amount, the price for white flag flooring. You know, for example six inch white oil will cost me about $6 or so. So I'll just add that, but the clients save on demo and save on install, right? Sure. So, I mean, it's a win-win. You had done
1: an entryway that you decided to design your own medallion work and um it had purple heart, I mean, it, zebra wood, a lot of different species. Is that another one that you walked into and said, this is just your average floor in your average home and I'd like to do something beautiful with
0: it? Well, so we did the entire house. There were some additional installs, two and a quarter maple, we'd have finished the entire house, we built the stairs, the project was done, clients super satisfied with our work and we, we were basically done. So then I went for this flooring training with Dave Merzalek and that was my first training with him. So when I was in Texas, uh Kathy the homeowner called me that the painter split some paint on on over the threads and I was like Kathy don't let them don't let them mess with it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll clean it. So as soon as I get back from Texas, uh, I cleaned that paint and we talking to the client, I just started showing pictures and she was like can you make it something like that for me? And I was like of course, challenge accepted. Yeah. So and yeah, that's 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 how it started. You actually cut
1: or prepared that off-site on what like ply or Baltic birch or something, and then brought it in and set it. In. Is that how you did that?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was built on my shop on my on my little shop. Uh, it took a little while, but I I jump on it whenever I had like a free free hour, free afternoon, you know, maybe a weekend. So yeah, it took a little while, but um, but yeah, finally you know, I when I had it done, I just delivered that, and she was she was blown away. To be honest,
1: How, do you did you just free sketch it first, or did you pick a pattern? How'd you come
0: up with that? So I started drawing. Well, basically, I had I had a, like general idea of which direction we want to go, because uh, they had they had like very decorative house with beautiful art hanging on walls and, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of knew which direction I want to go. So, and yeah, and then I just started drawing and started from the middle, from that all just start growing, growing, growing. And, and I came up with the idea to, to, to make the, like the essence of life, like those, you know, organic livings that basically just started from the center, exploding, you know, and then just wrapping up with the corners with a full-grown flower. So that was kind of my idea. But, you know, there were days like I drew something and I thought it looked cool. The next day, I'm looking at it and I was like, it's not matching anything, you know? So I just erase that and just draw again. So... There were like yeah. lots of moments like that, you know. So so the drawing by itself, it took me like about three, four weeks to to complete it, you know. So I, I've done a bunch of research, you know, I'm always looking for some cool patterns, you know. Like for example, when, when we travel with my wife, when we staying at these different hotels, you know, and I see some cool carpet and I just take pictures of it, you know, like I have a like separate folder with bunch of pictures of tiles, carpets, you know, different, you know, walls, moldings, whatever. Then I take, you know, each single element from one of that picture and just get them together. So, um, so, well, yeah, that's, that, that's how I do it. So let
1: me guess, I'm guessing you finished that floor probably in November 16th. Twenty-two. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. did Did you autograph Did you autograph this piece of work, Matt? I
0: think it's yes, in it Roman numerals,
1: right? And I think it says eleven sixteen yeah. twenty-two. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. That's cool. Yes, what? you're absolutely right. Some so people I, was, put it I was asked about the guy. I didn't plan that. I didn't plan that. Yep. But Kathy, uh, the client, she asked me to do that, so I was like, "Sure. Client wants, client gets." So you got it. Yeah, I think she asked for your uh, yeah. I chose you a pretty said, cool. So I chose the like, you know, the, the less visible corner I'll say was like right by the closet. So I didn't want my name like right in the middle of that of that foyer because, you know, I'll just be you know, hide it a little bit. But I thought that was really yeah. cool. And then what do you what
1: did you was the floor was in and you kind of pin routed it and set it in or um, did you like install weave around it then cut out those
0: so so i had my entire piece we double i use a double side tape to lay it on the existing flooring exactly what's going to be and then then i use a half edge uh, half inch routing bead like this flush flush routing bead uh, to go around and then I had to add half inch walnut strip all around to kind of fill up that, that routing space. Um, so that was my technique. Well, you're
1: giving away my secrets, Matt, because I've been using double-sided carpet tape in hardwood front for years. It yeah. is so good. It will hold us a, a board in place like steel. Like if you're doing um, a, a floating floor, an engineered floor, it will hold the first couple rows in like steel. You can, you don't have to use wedges, anything. It won't move. It, it's that's a good idea. I like that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we, we, we use quite a lot of that tape just to make sure it stays in place. But as I said, uh, it's that's that's the magic trick.
1: So, um, so, so for people that listen to the podcast, that photo of all those floors came out this January's Wood Floor Business Magazine. Uh, Ryan Kushner did. I did a whole article on you, right? It, for WFB. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, in in there, you mentioned. I know you. So go back a little bit. In Poland, did did you take what we would call wood shop or, or shop classes?
0: So I was I was in um, uh, it called uh, it called um, environmental and forestry college. Okay. but I was there only for a year, only first year, and then uh, I moved to states. But um, yeah, during that year, we had some you know some basic workshop. Uh, but, you know, back then, uh, and as I said, I, I never thought I'm going to do wood floors. So back then, my goal was to be a forester, you know, because we live in a country, small village, and a m- m- good friend of my family was, uh, was a forester, you know, and I was like, I liked his job. so So that was my goal back in Poland. But, you know, you never know what life brings you. So here I am.
1: So when you're when you're doing work like that one, I, I know that, they, that I, from what I've read, you, you've been doing a lot of NWFa things. You've been to training classes. You're that you're that guy that tries to pick up something new every day. I think all the best guys do. Um, were were there people that conducted the classes or mentors? I know you, you mentioned Dave Marsalek. Did, did he help you look over this particular project or other ones? Do you have people that work with you to kind of
0: knock some ideas around? Well. To be honest, not really, not on that one. Okay. Basically, I was on my own. But you know, Dave, he opened he opened my mind. You know, he showed me a different part, like like some some sort of art could be created. It's not a, just a regular floor, you know. And and yeah, he helped me with you know getting on the path. But um, after that. I'm I'm a self learner, you know. I'm not a like second, third generation flooring guy. So, um, and I I'm I'm really doing this for like 13, 14 years. You know, I started like from very, very, very basic. You know, very, very bottom. You know, scraping corners, loading trucks, stuff like that. So, I improve each single year, and 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 here I am. You know, um, just just doing what I what I love to do. You know, what I have skills for.
1: When you go out and do a piece like that. Where do you go, gro- you know, grocery shopping? Where do you get the um, the zebra wood and the the leopard woods and the wenge and the? So I, you know, got nice
0: local, lo- I got a pretty nice local. I got a pretty nice local lumber store. They have very nice stock of different, lots of lots of different species. Uh, uh, they're quite of expensive, but uh, well, they got everything I need.
1: You got yourself you got yourself a babinga guy because I know one of those is I, I know it's babinga. Who
0: buys babinga?
1: It, yeah, but
0: is that Polish Matt? It sounds like yeah, hey, they, well, my little babinga. So I was about to tell you about this, you know. So um, I ran out of zebra for to finish the corners, uh, and so I stopped at this uh, lumber store. So I grabbed my my zebra piece, and then I'm looking under. So they had a new delivery. And I'm looking at this beautiful reddish, you know, orangey looking piece of lumber. I was like, what the heck is that? You know, that's beautiful. And this guy was like, oh, it's babinga. I'm like, I never heard about it, but I'm taking it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's nice. It's beautiful. So then I came up with the flowers and I used that babinga for the flowers. So yeah, it uh, great. It's, I still have some leftovers of that. Not sure what I'm going to do with it, but yeah, it's absolutely amazing.
1: So that leads me to another question. I, I saw the babinga, but what really jumped out, and I showed it to a bunch of people in my office and all the floor guys that come in and we all saw the purple heart and I coat purple heart and an hour later it's chocolate brown how do
0: you how did you get that purple to pop and stay that way so um i think the key was to to the, i mean the colors you know babinga with wenga looks pretty awesome on a zebra background uh yeah and then the, pretty much that's it you know so but, well actually the first plan was to install to to inlay Purple heart into ze- zebra, and I was like, okay, but that a little blends blends in. So then I added this wenge high uh, outlines, and yeah, I mean that's that's how it happened, you know. So just a, just a play of colors.
1: It's it's beautiful. Would you do you need to use let's say a water-based poly or something so that it doesn't turn color so fast?
0: Well, so what I did. I did pretty much the same finishing method as we did on the entire flooring, so it was just a uh, just a water-based sealer and two two components uh, on top. But I added uh, UV protector to the to to the finish coat. Well, it's not gonna stop the fading, but it's definitely gonna slow it down. Well. Um, and the cool thing is, I'm gonna see the client in a few weeks, so I'm just gonna check out how how it's looking after you know, so so you know, like few months or that was like literally a year or so. But yeah, anyways, so um, we all know that each single species fades and change the color. So the client knew about it because I always try to educate them, you know, about anything, all possible scenarios that could happen. But um, but. It, yeah. Anyway, but I think even if that purple heart and zebra, you know, it, even if those those species change the color, I think it will still look good. You know, it will different oh, It will be yeah. different. maybe slightly, but because of the color contrast, that will it will the contrast will be still there. You is know? that
1: three quarter material or is it is it plain down to go on top of a, a ply? What is that material? Yeah,
0: it's a qu- it's a quarter inch material okay. on on half inch ply. Okay. Good. Yes
1: yes
0: so um i also much easier easier to work with thinner material you know especially especially on the corners when i had three species so i had to laminate three species so imagine that you know if i'll have like three quarter of each single species laminated then glued my image on top of it and working on a scroll so oh man that will be that will be tough you know uh, with that different grain direction um Different density of the wood, mm. so it's much easier to work with quarter-inch material.
2: Hey, wood floor pros! This is Kim Walgren, the longtime editor of Wood Floor Business. Entries are now open for the 2023 Ultimate Wood Floor Guy and Wood Floor Gal contest, sponsored by Lagler. Once again, our Ultimate Wood Floor Guy and Gal will both win a trip to the Lagler Fly-In Sand Training in Germany. Think you have what it takes? Go to woodfloorbusiness.com and enter ultimate wood floor guy and gal 2023 into the search box. That's it for now. Let's get back to Steven's conversation with award-winning wood floor pro Matt Shishka.
1: You know what? I was looking at um so I used to build furniture, and let's say let's say I'm gonna build the back to a Boback Windsor chair, and maybe it's four feet. We'd well, take maybe 10, 12 feet of cherry strips, and let's say they're quarter inch. And you glue them, and you press them, and then you pull them. But then you bend them into a, a frame, and they flex out. And then when it's all dry later, you can cut it and carve it. Is that how you made your radiuses? Because that's a slick looking radius in that floor. You have a ninety degree radius angle out of wood. Is that how you did that? I'm just trying to guess.
0: So, so I uh, I used I used like uh, one eighth doweling beads and just just make a just just make the, those grooves for the outline then i cut it i, I mean it was pretty easy you know because i cut it uh, one inch wide wenge strips and just kind of banded it like you know at the same time when i was, I was putting it in and um yeah i just i just connect them on the corners on the peaks and yeah that was that was pretty easy to be honest so are know? they each so one like, in and then nailed
1: but, one in and nailed or is it there? put it in, glued, and put it in, glued, and put it, and then framed in? Like, how did you keep them in there?
0: Oh, well, they're, they're glued. You know, as soon as they glue them, okay. I just put a bunch of weight on it just to, you know, make sure the glue dries and then the piece stays in place. But, you know, talking about wood bending, those corners, corners were really tricky because that's a half-inch walnut. Mm-hmm. And so I cut it like four strips of uh, one-eighth inch and but because of the corner it's like you know pre I would say like you know pre curved so i had to wet the the walnut first okay get it on a template completely wet then i then i left it on the template for like two or three days just to make sure all the moisture ev- evaporates then i take out all my clamps glue it put it back on on the template so that was like a a little a little a little process to to get to that That curve.
1: So you mentioned in one of your articles, and a a lot of the younger guys now they talk about them a lot hard wax oils. And do you have a pretty good success using hard wax oils as opposed to, let's say, polyurethanes? I, I assume you use both on occasion.
0: Yes. So uh I offer basically two two main finishing options, which is the penetrating slash hybrid oil and and and, and, and water based film finishes. So but I think the key is to educate the client because they don't know okay what, how to maintain how to how to how the finish performs, how to again how to maintain it. So if I'm gonna see uh busy family with lots of you know kids toddlers running around with animals and you know heavy traffic well i might consider offering them you know a hardwakes oil because i'll i think i'll feel safer giving like two three coats of two component finish um but you know for example i had this situation that a few years ago we I had a request to stain or to turn red oak floor into like light, pastel, kind of white white oak looking floor. So the well, we we've did a bunch of samples with different products, and the one that they liked the most was a hardwix oil on a pre-treatment. So we had to you know apply it a pre-color, then a hardwix oil on top. And it looks absolutely beautiful. It looks like exactly like a white oak light pasta creamy colour. But after like a few months later, I mean the client loves the color, right? And they, they knew the difference between film finish, hardware soil, how how they perform, how to maintain it, and stuff like that. But a few months later, they calling me that the finish the finish doesn't hold very well. So I stopped by and it turns out well, the finish was holding very well, but the floor was dirty, you know? Yes. So I just I just get them up, spray sprayed some, you know, this, this cleaning solution on their floor, clean a section. I'm like, look, <laughs> the finish is still there. I mean, it holds very well. So it turns out it was a young couple that basically each weekend they throwing 20, 30 people potty in their apartment. So, and they don't clean the floor pretty often. So that was, that was the case. So, but yeah, they were blaming the finish, but I just, you know, showed them that. They don't it's, deserve it's your help, finish. Matt. You should
1: tell them that you're magic. Don't, don't give them all your secrets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got it. So
1: um, uh, uh, a lot of what you're uh, working with, how do you know when like today's just going to be eh, going to somebody's house and sanding and finishing a floor, or today is going to be like the day we're going to do something crafty.
0: Well, I always try to talk to my clients to do something extra, each okay. single one. And well, some of them approve, some of them not, but I always give it a try, always. Uh, and we install a lot of new floors. Uh, I think we install more than just go and send and finish existing. Okay. So, you know, they're some of them are pretty open to you know having like a maybe a border maybe like a picture strip maybe it's some heading bone with brass whatever you know like always something extra you know maybe some decorative body by the fireplace you know so and um, and i have like a bunch of pictures on my tablet that are always always showing them and well it's a it's a hit or miss you know um again some of them approve some of them don't you know but now we are living those kind of tough tough time i would say for all those artists that are trying to create something something unique because of the modern style the modern is simple playing straight you know like so that's already a really tough time for us to sell those kind of uh those kind of jobs
1: you know the new the new kind of buzzword in design in the industry is is a serused floor, and I know you. I think I saw on Greenwood Floor Business you did. I think it was a chevron. I want to say it was a white oak chevron with a border, and you you a portion of it or all of it. Do you remember that one?
0: Yes, yes. That was I believe that was the twenty two uh, Woodford Business Design Award. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was it was a pretty nice foyer. How do you do? You
1: stroost is a lime wash, right? Do you create your own little chemical for that, or do you get it from a a woodworker supply shop? How do you come up with that?
0: I just use this specific brand that they offer uh, pre-tones, pre-colors, and then and then different different products like hardware oils on top of it, and that creates that serious look. So uh, I didn't make anything special for that that projects i was just using the um, that brands uh that they offer already that products to you to to make it happen
1: what was that chevron plank right like a five inch maybe yeah it was a five inch chevron with
0: one inch uh walnut strip wait
1: hey when you're doing a solid on a chevron do you mm-hmm. do you biscuit join it or do you spline it or what's
0: i'm not sure what the deal is it's fine it's fine single one it's fine good yeah so actually we had to we had to fabricate that flooring because that was a last call decision last call change of order so i just uh we we didn't have time to to wait for you know for the manufacturer to to make it deliver it hmm. so i just bought a local uh five inch plank white oak and just got it to you know to the sh- chevron pattern and, and and yeah and the walnut the walnut strip was a, was a pretty nice because I was like you know it's a nice house well I've done a bunch of chevrons it's going to look cool obviously cuz I love chevron but you know let's do something extra you know so I just figured out that to separate each single uh, wider plank with that 1 inch walnut so I showed that to the client I was like yes approve we want that you know so well yes
1: does it help you to be in Chicago so, like here I'm in New Hampshire but a lot of the really cool work will bring us into Boston which is like an hour and there's always seems to be some creative work to be able to be done Chicago I would think is would be a hotbed of
0: having a little bit of the work that you do Well I mean the the, the market is huge in here it's absolutely huge you know it's not even only Chicago uh, but the suburbs the north shore of chicago when all the multimillion dollar properties are so yes it's it's huge and it, it doesn't stop you know um as i said i'm here like 13 14 years we we never had a, like a you know slow winter or something like that you know like it's it's going 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 and going and, and there's more there's a lot of work for everyone and the competition is huge as well but um yeah i mean like those regular send and finish guys, the competition is huge. But I'll I'll say they're only I'll say 10, 15 percent maybe of all the flooring contracts in Chicago and area, they they care about, you know, software prep or the proper education, wood acclimatization, stuff like that. There are only a few, I'm telling you. You know, I'm I'm seeing crazy jobs that some not qualified contractors did it you know and it's 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 all over all over
1: well that so um you know i was going to ask you if you know what draws you to projects like this but that's not what you do it seems like you you, the second you look at a project you're jazzing it up it'd be like you know when a mechanic looks at a car and it's nice but they go you know if we threw a little of this on the little lights and a little pinstriping and a little molding you seem to just look at something and say you know there's more we can do with this, even if it's just a simple sand and finish. Are you always on the go like that? It seems like it is.
0: Yes, each as I said, each single estimate. Uh, oh, look, for example, look two days ago, I was I was uh, doing a bid on on this potentially regular refinish job, but this lady had a beautiful seven inch lime saw flooring. Uh, it was it was pre, originally pre-finished with bevels, but but it was old, so the finish got you know worn off, bunch of bunch of worn off spots. Yeah, it it needed it needed some love. So I was like, okay, I can quote you regular finish, but you got this beautiful flooring. Let's hand scrape it. Let's give it like unique look. So you know, there's always something that's popping in my head to. To make it a little different, you know, to take a different way and to create, as I said, t- t- timeless flooring, you know, because we, I- I'm not sure if that job's going to go through. But potentially, if the, if she's going to choose regular, regular sand and finish, well, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be flat, you know, new finish, durable, this and that. But if you're going to hand scrape that seven inch long plank line saw, well, I'll tell you this, it's going to be badass floor.
1: You got that. You know, I spent my whole career from the very beginning. The, Matt, the bevel was a bad thing. And Bruce used to make pre-finished flooring, and the milling couldn't be that accurate. So it, this monster bevel. I mean, I think small animals have been lost in these bevels. And over the years, they... We're finally yay, we have the, you know, the regular bevel, and then the micro bevel, and then the Canadian pinched edge. And up until recently, everybody is, I want a square, I don't want to see a bevel until I saw your magazine work. And I'm like, the kid brought the bevel back. And you know what? It looks damn good. <laughs> if it's in the appropriate setting, it looks aesthetically very pleasing. It's not you don't just put bevels in the, the, the you know, the side run of the boards. You're putting them in places that make them look, it gives a lot of texture to it. Don't you think?
0: yeah ex- exactly texture I mean that's that, that's the key word. Uh, well with bevels, it's a love hate relation kind of thing yes. you know uh, but for example, on my own floors, my own li- family room that I did, I just bevel everything you know because and and it was hand so I think bevel and hand scrape goes together very, very good. Right. So, and it's, yeah, it's all about texture, about, you know, how you walk barefoot on it and how you feel that floor. You know, it's, it's not only a floor, it's, it's something that you use each single day, 24 seven, all year round, you know, it, it needs to be good. And if it's feel, you know, unique under your barefoot, well, you enjoy it, right? Absolutely. The, you know, go back
1: a little bit when you started all this, um, you're, your father passed away recently. Was it 2019? 18.
0: yes. Correct.
1: Okay, right. And I know I read a lot of your magazine articles, and he seemed to be very integral to you. I, my, I lost my dad in 2015, my mom in 2018. And I, re- I read a little bit about your work, and you had said, you know, it would be nice if your father would be really proud of what you were doing. And I remember when I lost my parents, is a time period there you want to take the world on. You do. you Everything. You think of them. Are they watching? Am I doing the right thing? And I read that about you. Did your father have a lot of impact on you moving forward with your craft and just saying, you know what? I, I just got to be – I got to do more than just what I'm doing.
0: Well – Yes. I mean, well, first of all, we had a great relation with my dad. I mean, he was my dad, first of all, my f- best friend, my hero, my everything. So we had a very, very strong relation. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we, I mean, he was diagnosed with with brain cancer stage four. I mean, pre-aggressive. We, we were fighting for nine months or so. And, and yeah, in 2018, he passed away. So, you know, after I came back from Poland from the funeral, I... Uh, i came back to work and and i was like i need some change you know i, I was like feeling completely empty like uh, like zero motivation to absolutely anything you know so and at that company uh i was basically the main guy in running the business i, I wasn't a boss i was like you know collecting money showing samples you know our boss was basically just going and estimate selling the jobs, and the rest, rest of it, rest of the work was on me and on on the guys that I worked for. But um, the thing is, I was my brother. My brother worked for the same company, so I was like, "Hey, look, we we need to change something. I mean, like, I I need to either I'm just gonna quit flooring and do something else, or let's do it on our own and 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 start, you know, contracting." So and he was like, oh man, he, this little guy, my 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 brother, he was super <laughs> scared. I'm like, hey, where are you gonna get the jobs? You know, what are we gonna do? I'm like, don't worry about it. We we will be fine. So and yeah, I, and and as I said, you know, my daughter was basically my best friend, and he he used to run a construction company here in Chicago. Um, and yeah, he he knew how to do pretty much everything: plumbing, electricity, you know, gen, general contracting, everything. So. I had some skills after him and, you know, I he, he was he was very good of what he's doing. He's not going to he he wouldn't do like some work on, you know, 80 percent. You know, he was always giving 100 percent to everything he does. So that's kind of how I am. You know just sure. just pushing myself to the limit like i know okay i do something it looks good no it could be better you know it could be better more 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 so just keep going and and that's because of my father yes i'm just pushing myself to the limits and I, I you you pretty much are in a mode now where you're doing what you're doing day to day and
1: you're looking for these jobs and, and recreating them? Or do you have your eyes set on something bigger, better, different? Are you planning on, you know, going after another award, or is there other things you got planned on expanding the business or anything that's just different moving forward?
0: Uh well, I mean, yeah, I mean I, I got a bunch of a bunch of plans for the future. Uh like for example, you, you mentioned those awards. Well yeah, my goal is to, to win another one. After another one, I'm gonna I I want to win another one, you know. I I always move forward, always. Right. So, you know, and speaking about the business, and we do some custom work, but also we do regular sand and finish and regular basic installs. But I'm 33 now and I give myself time till I hit 40. After I hit 40, I don't wanna deal with regular stuff. I wanna do only custom stuff. Right. So if that's gonna happen great if not well I'll give it like maybe another two years to to make it happen you know sure. <laughs> like I i I'll chase it until I get it so um yeah hopefully in the future you know I'll be doing maybe five six jobs a year that's perfect you know are you do you have people that
1: work with you that f- want to follow in your footsteps or train and learn from you that are like helpers
0: or people that do projects with you yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, coming back, um, yeah, I got, I got two, two young guys work for me that I'm training them to, you know, to use the new techniques, new school kind of stuff and basically do the floors as I want them to be done. Um, well, comparing like two, two or three years ago, I had this, I was looking for a guy and I had this older gentleman, um, you know looking for a job he called me like oh, I got 20 years of experience and I'm like sure all right let's check it out you know so we were on a sand job very basic uh, It was like 800 feet pretty simple pretty simple stuff so I just left him on the job telling him the direction okay use this machine with this abrasive then jump on this machine use this abrasive you know and go slow don't rush you know give him all the directions and then, and at the end, he's supposed to just finish sand, water pop the next day while well, we're supposed to stain that floor. So I show up with my helper and we mix the stain and I started the first line. I was like, what the heck is going <laughs> on this floor? So I'm calling this guy. I'm like, hey, you, you, did you use tree on this? Oh, no, it's just a stupid machine. You know, I can do it much quicker and better. I'm like. Okay, that was oh, your last day at work. Bye. You know? <laughs> Pretty much, you know. No, so the thing is, well, it doesn't matter if you have 20, 15, 10 years of experience. If you're not following the, you know, if you're not improving yourself, staying on top with new techniques, products, everything, basically you're doing this, you're making the same mistake for 20 years, right? You know, they they jump on on a big machine doing 3680 or 3600, for the past twenty years, I'm like, "Oh, well, dude, it's that's not the way, you know." So, yeah, I mean, he he skipped the uh, the trio, so I was like, "Oh man!" So we had to. It was like a quick resend, but you know, just just a final final send on that quick water pop, and yeah, we were, we had like a, a day delay, but it was it was all good. But yeah, I mean, uh, so the point is, I would rather hire a young guy that is willing to learn than some old school dude that basically he knows his own technique and and nothing else, you know, and he doesn't want to change, you know. And what you're so, doing is different too. And <laughs> Yeah, and I'm dealing with this a lot in my area. Everybody in the industry
1: knows this is what we're going through. You're the perfect guy for this. How do we get younger talent to come into the industry?
0: Well, that's tough to be honest. That's tough because everyone thinks that, you know, floating, flooring, wood flooring. It's uh it's a tough work. Well it, it's tough, but there are ways to make it easier, right? So I mean yeah there is definitely shortage in labor. Um and as as of now I'll just easily hire two extra people, but there, there are no you know people to work and like you know I think the young guys they they choosing different different industries, you know, to to make money out of. Like you know, for example, you know, internet it's it's huge at this moment. Like you know, YouTube stuff like that. You know, like those twenty years old, you know, dudes they they don't want to mess. They don't want to be on their knees for half a day. You know, hands dirty with stains, adhesive stuff like that. But as I said. There are ways to make the work easier and and make it go smooth, right? You don't need to be, you know, busting the floor like crazy each single day, you know. Like for example, my guys, they're they're very appreciated how we work, you know. Like our setup for, like, say, install, you know, everything's clean. Every, each single machine is connected to vacuum stuff like that. All those little details matter in the end, you know. Oh, absolutely so but and as I said but there there are a bunch of companies around here that they're they're just you know making their own life harder I'll say <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have family involved
1: you mentioned your brother but does your wife help or do you have any other people in the family that are involved in flooring
0: yeah so my wife she does accounting for me. She used to work for this big uh, uh trucking company. She was an accountant. So as of now, as of now she's a full-time mommy. That's uh that's the first thing. But uh yeah, she, she takes care of of you know the taxes, bills, I mean whatever, you know. I, I just bring money and she just, you know, um uh, she pays bills and and do all that all that, all that stuff. So I'm yeah, I'm I I hate doing all that. You know, even you know even simple estimate when i have to jump on a, on my computer and just write that estimate i was like oh man you know i hate paperwork you know i can be on the field 24/7 but yeah doing paperwork is definitely not my thing I know people that kill more trees
1: with their paperwork than we do at Flooring Matt. There's a lot of paperwork out there. Computers, <laughs> yes. my butt. There's computer paperwork everywhere. But you and your wife do other things, right? Don't you? Um, if I remember, you're involved in some charities in the Greater Chicago area or within. Yes, yes, that,
0: that's yeah, that's correct. Uh, it calls uh, the Grace, Great Orchestra of Christmas Charity. That's. Uh, that's uh, I think that's the biggest Polish nonprofit organization. So each year they collect money for you know children hospitals. So each year it's a it's a different different thing that they collect money for, and and the main event is in Poland, but they are basically worldwide. Wherever Polish people are, they're collecting the money. So uh, we started in like 18. Oh no my my dad was still was still here, so I was like seventeen or so mm-hmm. and yeah, each year we are with them collecting money and yeah, you know it's a such a nice community of volunteers, and you know we we made a bunch of good friends and but and and as i said it's a it's a volunteer thing, so we don't make money on this we just you know sacrifice our old time and and just go and collect money for you know poor kids or on on stuff like that so but yeah it's It's great. It's it's absolutely great. We enjoy it every single year. Did you recently? Did you buy a home recently? Yes, last year. Last year, man. You you you've done some good research. I know all about you. You
1: you you heard my perfect Polish, man. Oh yes, (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah. I heard that you
1: bought a home. So that leads us to the questions: What are you doing? Are you messing with the floors in there? Are there any trees left in the neighborhood? Have you cut every park bench, baseball bats? What do you got?
0: You know it. First of all, when we were looking for a house, when we were house hunting, um. I didn't wanna spend extra money, you know, for a house that has already hardwood in all the rooms and stuff like that. Cause I knew basically I'm gonna read them out and and, and build something that I like, that I want. So so yeah, I pretty much my entire house was covered in carpet. As of now every everywhere is is it's hardwood floor. So you know but the funny fact is that on the second floor i got all herringbone but on the first floor i got like three different patterns the three different floors and my wife was like i just want to have a white you know white plank light color i'm like babe i see this every single day i i want to go to my home come to my home and, and just enjoy the flooring you know so i just came up with some some crazy patterns and you know i'm finishing my blue floor that that's gonna be pretty awesome um post those yeah, pictures so, let's and, write about it we'll get it in wood floor business let well, everybody see it well well yeah um i still have like well it's it's already kind of finished i would say like 98 percent uh i'll just need to give have some f- final touch-ups you know final touch on it and and it should be done like pretty soon but yeah it's a, it's a pretty unique it's a blue floor <laughs> It's blue floor. When, when was the last time you, see, you you saw a blue floor? Matt, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. You asked me. We just
1: did uh, Tucker Carlson's floor up in Maine, and somebody came in my office <laughs> and said he has uh, – what does he have? And he goes, it's a wide plank eastern white pine. I go, it's – they should call it eastern yellow pine. But I go, does he know that you're putting a Carolina blue stain on a yellow floor? You're going to have a green floor. They, Green, did yes. it. they did it. They pulled it off. It was crazy. Blue floor. So you're gonna have a blue. What is it with the blue floors, Matt? You start. You're starting trouble.
0: Well, I actually I love that color. I love that. I mean, in its handscrape, scrape, it's a basket weave. Oh, cool. uh, it, it's amazing. I love it. Well, you're gonna post pictures. So, yeah. You'll, you'll send pictures pretty soon.
1: We do this section at the very end, where before I release you from my clutches, we give you quick fire questions. And um, I'm gonna tell you, Matt, the guys always screw this up. So try to be the one. Liz Emleck did it perfect, and she's the only one to get it perfect. <laughs>
0: oh, Here's so the I'm really stressed. Uh, no <laughs> can hear
1: me. The quicker, the briefer, your answer. Then Kim at Wood Floor Business Magazine gives me. He claps and says, "You did it!" Because I talk too much. I'm going to give you these questions, and you give me the briefest answer you can. I'd like to see what you got. Are you ready to go?
0: Yeah, let's 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 give it a shot. Right, yeah, there's
1: a little time delay. Don't you worry about it. I'll make sure I give you enough space here. All right. In your hardwood flooring career, what annoys you?
0: Well, what annoys me that. Most of the contractors screw up their, their their work. You know they they don't know what they're doing. You know, like they don't. They're not allowed. To, in my opinion, some of them they're not allowed to install floors. You know that annoys me. That that's they're screwing up the market okay. for 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 me. You know,
1: pick. I'm gonna add one for you because I like you. It would choose one and only one. Install a floor, sand a finish a floor, or hand scrape a floor.
0: Install. There.
1: Uh if you if you weren't in the hardwood flooring industry, what what do you think you'd be doing?
0: Oh wow. I have no idea to be honest, but probably I'll be doing some sort of construction work, yes. What's your favorite hardwood flooring tool? Oh. Favorite hardwood flooring tool. There are few of them. Well, I like scrapers so I like bomb sanders cuz they're, you know, very nice for doing creepers stuff one. like that. But... You can
1: only pick one, man. Bring it to me. What is it? Uh, Router, scraper, sander? I think I'll choose
0: a scraper because, you know, I always have a scraper next to me. You know, even when we are in, either installing, finishing, whatever, you know, scraper is always next to me. So I think I'll go with a scraper. Uh, agreed. Um, in, in your flooring career,
1: is there one particular thing you're the most proud of?
0: Uh, I... Th- I think I'm proud of basically general uh, what I've what I got to you know how how my life changed because of the industry. So I think I'm just you know very um, very thankful for you know what's going on in my life at this moment. So like very general, I would say. So this podcast, got it? Okay,
1: well, you're good. Simple advice to newcomers, just something simple. Hey newcomer, what do you tell
0: Don't be scared. You know it's an easy work. Very satisfying.
1: In this new house that you got, carpeting? Yes? No? Is there carpeting in there?
0: Oh, that- no. Not
1: anymore. <laughs> All right. Good. That's that's the right answer. All right. Two questions left. Your Lifetime movie channel puts out a movie about your flooring career. What actor plays you, Matt?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> we, we know it's
1: Tom Cruise. Just calm down.
0: You got it he wants no, your hair you know, man. Because, because of my dreadlocks yeah, and the beard some of, you know, some of my some of my friends uh, uh, calling me i um, uh, Conor, Conor McGregor but I was like well, well maybe I, I look like him but I don't fight like him you know <laughs> you
1: neither does he trust me but I, the one <laughs> last thing I did want to say to you they, tell me if I get this way thank you bardzo thank you Thank you very much. It was that? a pleasure. Thanks it's, for having me. Thank you very much, right Yeah, now. you, you I put the work
0: yeah, in. Yeah, so that. the ne- so the next podcast we're recording in Polish. Oh, so I'll, I'll 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 have few few questions for you.
1: <laughs> Listen, I really 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 appreciate you being here, man. Thanks, man. All Matt. right, awesome. Thank All you very much. All the best. Take right.
0: care. You too. All right, bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Wood Floor. You can see photos of Matt Shishka's award-winning work on the Woodfloor Business website. Just go to woodfloorbusiness.com and put Matt's name into the search bar. His last name is spelled S-Z-Y-S-Z-K-A. And if you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.